it's you're you're a guy I've looked up to, and you know I was I was looking forward to this conversation because you know you've elevated uh you know drastically since since we first met since we were first trying to do our first deal yeah and uh so i kind of want to hear your perspective on like you know being a coo so i can go back and give my coo some advice yeah so the coo role like everyone thinks that's just like process ops like make documentation right and I, the, what i've learned and i'm in a couple coo like coaching programs and like networking groups yep that role is different in every single organization so it really gets tailored to the actual company but at least with ryan specifically similar we're very sales and marketing driven which is like my background and then i'm like sure. the most operationally minded out of <laughs> like if we go like the big three so it's like me brian and ryan right yep. and then obviously brian's just involved with the wealthy side i got all the other businesses too but out of the three of us i'm the most ops minded right <laughs> you're you're <laughs> probably what a captain on pi yeah, captain. captain yeah exactly um so it, it's been interesting for sure because to be transparent i don't have like a lot of c-suite experience sure. you know, at all really and then going into this role and been doing it for the last year it's been a challenge but like you mentioned it's just getting in the right rooms so i'm in these coo coaching programs with other guys who are building out you know 100 million dollar organization so i'm able to kind of see what that looks like yep um and ryan's great in driving vision and i think my strength is like people so yep. like that's what a lot of my day-to-day -day is is just like managing emotions, making sure that the people are still focused on the same vision. And, you know, we're all building in the right direction. And my, again, one of my blind spots was actual true process. Like I understand it, but I hate building it out. Oh yeah. So like I have now like ops coordinators and stuff like working on our team that can drive down like the vision that I create to like actually build out the process. And now I just come in and make sure that the team's accountable. The other thing that we do really well is we have good leaders in the business now, like Monty, crushing it at HRO, right? Like I, I get to spend maybe two hours a week with him and he just runs everything. Yep. So a lot of my time now is number one on people and then just accountability and recruiting. Like yeah. Recruiting is a big bottleneck for us um, just because we have so many different businesses. We made two acquisitions recently for like other companies. Uh, so we got to recruit for them as well. So to yeah. tie it all back in, like a lot of my day to day is spent on recruiting, people management, leadership development, like leveling up as a leader, yep. making sure my leaders are leveling up and just, and if anything breaks, you know, I, I gotta go in and fix it or, or loop Ryan in and make sure that he understands like what the problems are. And now we can go tackle those things together. I like it. I like it. I kind of want to give you my perspective on what Tyler does for me yeah. and, and, you know, kind of hear your insight on it because he, uh, you know, he's very different than when we first started. Mm -hmm. He's grown a lot. We've put him in a lot of rooms to yeah. figure out how to do this position at a high level. He has two COO coaches right now. Nice. And, uh, so I'm, I'm curious your thoughts, but you know, the main things that he does is he's responsible for holding the directors accountable. Exactly. So he's over the directors of each division. He's going to have a meeting with them on every Monday for about an hour, go over KPIs from the previous week, mm -hmm. hold them accountable. Uh, and his big job right now that he's rolling out is performance management across yes. all of the divisions. So every employee uh, and every director is basically going to be in red, yellow, or green. Right. And if you go into red, you go on a performance proven plan. Doesn't matter if you're a director. It doesn't matter if you're a salesperson. But if you go in red one month, you have to go on to a performance improvement plan for 30 days and work your way out of that yep. pip. And uh, so that's one like that's his big project he's been rolling out for the past and also roles and responsibility, making sure mm -hmm. everybody has their clear roles and responsibility, the pro their key process 
functions mm-hmm. in each in each uh, division. And uh, he the the thing that he struggles with, I think, is the hard conversations, which we've been working on with him. Yeah, he struggles. Very, he's a captain as well. Yeah. I, I honestly like I love working with captains. Mm-hmm. So Ren, my other business partner, he's a captain as well. They are just you're y'all are just very more process oriented mm-hmm. than yeah. than me. <laughs> I can <laughs> so look that's at why it works. Yeah, yeah. A, a, and exactly that's exactly why it works, and that's why you know we have a good business partnership is because you know we bring different skill sets to the table um but yeah and he's also you know kind of in control for the fires and the pnl mm-hmm. so he's making sure that the pnl is you know we're making Healthy. money we're yeah. making money you know the the top line revenue is good the bottom line revenue is good uh and and also whenever there's a fire in the division you know say because it literally it's so funny how it works but like as soon as we remove a bottleneck in one division and get that division fixed there's Something a new else. bottleneck that occurs in another division so he's like just chasing those bottlenecks mm-hmm. and constantly removing them and as you grow in revenue the problems just become so different and so much bigger mm-hmm. he's just going out and and removing those those bottlenecks yeah. each time so I, I think that that's very similar to what i do um it's funny we just had our quarterly with gary yep. and so two things the first one that i thought about was you know having tough conversations and those are things that like i mean i mean i've had to fire coos i've had to fire people who like sales people who i've hired people who i really like and admire and it like the, that's probably where i've grown the most and i still have room to grow Yep. Um, one thing that is like, I know I need to improve on is when I, once I have that gut feeling where like this person isn't going to work out, like I, I got to cut them like yep. immediately just cause like I've had enough experience now where like, I know, like <laughs> I got to trust my gut. And so like corporate world, right. You're like, okay, three months, you got to give them three months to let them like figure everything out. But Honestly, we've moved so fast and missing out on two months of like a good person or even just me sitting in the seat, right? I would like, I'd rather me sit in a role like that needs to get done versus have somebody who's already doing it poorly and hoping that they figure it out. So that's something I've had to like definitely improve on is like having those tough conversations sooner. And it's funny you bring up like pips and performance stuff. So we're doing the same thing right now. We're rolling it out. Um, We don't have the colors, which I might steal from you, but again, it's like, Below expectations meets expectations exceeds expectations, right? And then we're rolling it out for all people like in the in the company. So um, that's probably long overdue for us. We should yep. have been doing that a while back. Um, and because before it was pretty vague, it's like, hey, like we still sat down and did performance reviews, but now it's so much more black and white. We're like, hey, these are the things. If you are meeting expectations, this is everything that you need to do. Yep. Um, and then these these are like your five six key. Um, responsibilities. Sure, sure. Right. And so, yeah, that's huge. So, um, yeah, I think as far as the time that we spend, like, it's a lot in like making sure that we're holding the team accountable. But more importantly, they're clear on their things too, because I can't hold somebody accountable if I wasn't extremely clear with what they need to actually be doing day in, day out. Cause then otherwise, that's a failure on my part as a leader, yeah. as a leader. And the last thing that I'll say is even if it is a failure on your part as a leader, you still have to cut them. Because I think Gary said this too, where it's like, one of you got, one of you, one of you has to go, right? And it's not going to be you. So you got to like, even if you failed them as a leader, yep. you still have to let them go. Yeah, so. I like that. And I think that, you know, talking about those hard conversations of, of having to cut someone when you get that gut feeling, mm-hmm. it rarely, rarely ever works out I know. after you got that gut feeling that they're not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And it's generally best to cut ties. Um, but you know, this performance management thing, it's going to make it very black and white, whether you're in, in good status with the company or in bad status. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make that, you know, that whole hard conversations in the firing process. It's almost going to be automatic because they know. 
You know, yeah. they know, hey, this is the process. If you're on that performance improvement plan and don't get it back to at least yellow, like, sorry, we, you, know, you know, it's a, and it makes it a much easier conversation and it makes it more fair for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're, you know, when you are cutting people off gut feeling, uh, you know, it's almost not fair to the employee. And we, we wanted to eliminate that. 